0: What up, former party people? It's me, Jerry, the bipedal one from the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, then we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying a pre-cooked chicken from the grocery store taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. <laughs> Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash A-I-F-A. Okay, let's start the show.
1: A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism, one letter at a time. How
0: do you feel about the Safeway Lacroix or the Safe Refreshé versus Lacroix? Are you, do you care? Thing. It's like yeah. literally the same thing, yeah. I put a little stevie on it. Sometimes I'll mix it with some sugar-free root beer. Because I feel adventurous,
1: so you cut the sugar-free root beer with the with the club soda with the yeah, Safeway I've, Select.
0: If I didn't, I'd be on like five root beers, six root beers a day. Like I love soda, mm-hmm. so, and then I drink sugar-free sodas. But this one, the safe, uh the root beer is stevia instead of the okay fucking cancer chemicals. Right, I still drink the cancer chemical ones too though. Well. That's my little joy, man. My little the, bubbly you joy. You should
1: you should enjoy it. Um, right? I'm a, I'm a I'm a lemon lacroix lacroix lacroix. I don't know. Um, I like
0: lacroix because I like to say I'm a lacroix boy. I, um, <laughs> Especially when I'm around other people who <laughs> are drinking alcohol, I'm like, are oh, you like beer? I'm a lacroix boy.
1: You should get that tattoo. Does that will that fit on my knuckles? Lacroix boy. We'll I don't have to know where We'll to double we can make up it. one of the knuckles. <laughs> Jam that shit on there. I don't give a fuck. Um. <laughs> I got I got a I got an eight pack of some Canada dry and it just wasn't very good. It wasn't the same. It wasn't nah. it wasn't it didn't have the same flavor. I was a little disappointed. They should
0: just stick to the ginger ale game, man. I don't know why they're trying to branch out, man. They should just yeah. stick to that ginger ale game. Did you drop a cat?
1: Something happened. Um Yeah. Oh, so um, speaking of which, I forgot we're doing a podcast here. Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> About sobriety, so, recovery. Yes,
1: sobriety, recovery, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, real quick, uh, aside from the uh, the sparkling water debate, which we'll uh, probably tackle in a later episode. Um, yeah. We ask that you rate and review us, please. Um, sure. I would love for you to go on wherever you listen to us and give us a five-star rating and a uh, a few words a few kind words goes a long way to help yeah. us get heard by more people. Absolutely. Um once Please. again and as always we are brought to you by Green Camel Press. Green Camel Press is a design firm with a an, an old school aesthetic in a digital age. Um it is the other work that I do outside of the many other things that I do um and we design all kinds of cool stuff. So if mm-hmm. you are interested We just got the T-shirts. They're in the trunk of my car. I'll get those up on the website, greencamelpress.com. And um, you can check us out on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, although there's not a lot of tweeting. I don't really mess with the Twitter too much. It's usually just um, connected to the Instagram, which is where all of our artwork and stuff is. Yeah. Um, It's uh, almost Valentine's Day, and... um, So, by the time this comes out, I hope you guys all had a good Valentine's Day and everything was well, whether you were alone for Galentine's or Lonely Tine's or whatever.
0: Lonely Tine's. Galentine's?
1: It's basically, I think, if I understand it correctly, and please, anybody out there, correct me if I'm wrong, it's for single women who just want to spend time with their gals. (laughs) Never heard of this. That's (laughs) rad.
0: Yo, you ladies get out there. Go bowling.
1: Um. Go bowling. Do yeah. people bowl? Yeah, is that bowling alley still down the road from you? Oh no, it burnt down. That's right. That's right. I, did, I wasn't bringing down. that up as a joke. I couldn't remember. No. Oh. Yeah.
0: I just I was thinking of what a bunch of single gals could do. <clears throat> they probably do a lot of other stuff. Too. I imagine they do stuff single men do. I don't know. Anyway. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> so
1: today on the program, uh, the letter G, and we were going to discuss. Uh, G is for the grace of God, as in there but for the grace of God go I. Word. And um, if you don't know what this means, uh, just real quick, it was a guy who I think his name was John Bradford, um, and it's a paraphrase of something he said back in the 1500s as he was watching a bunch of prisoners get walked up to the gallows, mm-hmm. and um, which shortly thereafter he was burned at the stake. But <laughs> it still stands as saying, you know it's often used, and I think in, in, the, in the framing of recovery and alcoholism in seeing somebody who's in the midst of it, who's either in a lot of pain, drinking, um, somebody who's worse off, or somebody who you say like, you're like, you hear about somebody who went to prison for something and you're like, right. Mm -hmm. there but for the grace of god go i because i mean how many times have you know jerry have you been in a situation that could have gone 180 degrees worse than it did yep you know all all the time all the time
0: every time um 99
1: mm -hmm. i mean i think about that a lot when i I, yeah another another quote in the similar vein that anthony hopkins says he says life isn't fair if life were fair i'd be dead yeah so what's
0: (laughs) up anthony hopkins i know that's dope yeah um
1: he's got a great one you can find his uh his speaker discussion meeting on youtube and if you haven't listened to that one he's really really good yeah he's Um, a charming dude but the idea is that you know to have a little bit of humility right um we go into this and i think in early recovery um you know I had a period where I was super excited and I was super stoked and and I wanted you you want to share it with everybody right? And you oh wanna...
0: yeah, damn!
1: <laughs> and yeah. not everybody wants to hear that shit.
0: No, no, most of <laughs> them don't give a shit. They don't know you. They're, They're like, like great. yeah,
1: that's great. You know, you're can doing you what leave you're supposed alone? to be doing. Wow, <laughs> high five! <laughs> or yeah, I'm gonna go to the bar and get drunk. I don't need to hear about your uh, your business, you know. Yeah. And so, um, not necessarily being all high and mighty about it I I I did my best and I I learned that lesson pretty quick and um another friend of mine who is still who still drinks and um I remember meeting up with him for lunch or something like that cuz we we wouldn't go out drinking anymore and he's like you know John I just want to say that I appreciate you not being in my face all the time about it you've been very yeah. good about keeping quiet about you know being in recovery and the program and yeah sobriety and it's you know i it, it was something that really stuck with me like okay so this is not for me to just go hopping around and sharing with everyone and getting so excited and gosh don't you understand and you know even in my head i'd be like dude everybody needs this are you yeah. kidding me
0: yeah. how come
1: the world is not doing this yeah and you know now i realize that that's not the way that it works
0: no although everybody does need it you just don't say it out loud <laughs> you just keep it in your head because nobody wants to hear that shit but yeah yeah um, but yeah I think it would be helpful but yeah mm-hmm. I'm with you you know what I look at it as and this is funny because every time I've been to a meeting and the topic of humility comes up I, I go through the same loop as well and I hear it very commonly where people will try to reach for the concept of being humble and it always kind of didn't turn me off, but it, ge- it, it kind of made me think because I was like, well, this isn't about humility and, and being humble. Yeah, they're kind of hand in hand, but I think the humility more is like a really valuable tool. Like I'm, I'm completely self-centered, so it was very hard for me to not come from a place where I felt better than at one period of time. And I think I started looking at it more as, well, how can I be more have more humility about it and have it be beneficial to me because I'm self-centered? So I started using it at the same route as playing the tape back or playing the tape forward, whereas I would see someone who was really fucking up in their life, and instead of coming from this place of judgment and saying, well, you know, if you knew better, I would I would more be like, that's me, dude. Like, that's how it can get for me if I keep fucking around, and that's how it will get for me if I keep fucking around. It's you a know? reminder. A reminder. So it was very self-centered at first, and then it kind of naturally is like that fake it till you make it aesthetic they say a lot in the program. It, became my skin instead of a shirt I was wearing eventually where I was like more felt empathy for the other person than I felt like oh that could be me. I mean it's still there in my head. I'm like yeah before the grace of God man if I had made like if I had decided to um you know not to get sober, if I had decided to not mm-hmm. get sober, I yeah, I absolutely would have been in that car or I absolutely would be fucking yelling at my family right now or whatever. Mm hmm. Yeah. I I looked off because there was someone screaming downstairs at a dog or something. <laughs>
1: it's and okay. I was like,
0: there but for the grace of dog, go I dude. there.
1: But for the grace of dog, go I. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's um, I, I think of it, too, like that. Like you said, that that idea of it being a tool and and it evolves the you, you so you're handed this, you know, when you when you decide to get sober and you find somebody to help you in whatever sort of mentorship and sponsorship, uh, situation. And they, they show you different ways of, of living. Right. And so mm-hmm. you kind of use them even if you don't actually feel it. And, yeah. um, I know that when I used to, when I was drinking and I would look at people who were worse than me, I would be like, Jesus, at least I'm not that person. Ugh, right. You know, that sort yeah. of, so I would look at them in disgust almost. Right. I was totally and, there and relief like, mm-hmm. ugh. And nowadays, when I see somebody, when I can tell if somebody's like in pain or suffering, or even um, I'll give you here's a good example of a fictional character. But uh, one of my favorite television shows, and I think yours at least in the past, was The Trailer Park Boys. Yeah. And one of my absolute favorite characters, and one of my favorite characters to quote was Mr. Leahy. Yeah. Um, and if you guys don't know this, uh, and it, uh, it was uh, Mr. Leahy was a uh, trailer park police officer, I
0: guess. Is he, the was best the, he was the supervisor. He was the, the supervisor. manager and supervisor, but he was also the security guard.
1: So, uh, and just real quick. And it was uh, the late John Dunsmore. Uh, is that, his, is that Dunsworth? Dunsmore? Duns, Dunsworth. I think, yeah. Dunsmore. Dunsworth. So yeah, it's one of those, but um, so he was, he's an amazing actor and he passed away and, uh, he's really awesome but so Mr. Leahy was this raging sloppy just horrific drunk who was hurtful and mean to everybody around him who was constantly destroying everything around him you know I think there's a character arc in the in the in the uh, in the show where he gets sober for a minute but yeah um, I remember after I got sober being excited that another season was coming out and you, you and I had this conversation and watching yeah. it and I was in I didn't find it, I didn't find him funny anymore.
0: No. Like, it was it so... Me, it, like, made me sad. Yeah. It, it fucked me up. It's John <clears throat> Dunsworth. I just looked it up <clears throat> on my okay. magic phone box. <clears throat> but rest in peace, dog. But, yeah, that shit, Uh, <clears throat> it, like, fucked me up. It, like, when I was drinking, it was hilarious because there was so much relatable shit. And then when I got sober, it was sad because there was so much relatable shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I was like, God damn, dude, this dude, you know... All the fucking buffoonery was hilarious, you know, when I was crocked up. And then when mm-hmm. I wasn't, I felt more empathy than anything. It yeah. just was too uncomfortable. It was like looking in a mirror after that. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that's absolutely me. Holy shit. Like, I don't like that. And I think that is a lot of that grace that there before the grace of God kind of shit, you know. Where
1: I could have been there. I Or, or I have been mm-hmm. there. What I can mm-hmm. remember.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, um, I think that it's just... Uh, It's just it that was just an interesting uh, reminder to me um, in that when you're when you see this stuff and the way that your your mind changes, the way that your your brain shifts and like you said, the empathy and um, feeling that sort of like, God, that person's in pain and that person's suffering. Yeah. It's not really funny when somebody's stumbling around drunk in the middle of the day or when somebody's being you know too loud in a restaurant because they're they're drinking and they're boisterous and they're this and you're like there's, there's something wrong there and it's not necessarily and but I could be there and I have been there um right. and I think that one thing um that can be helpful is going into some kind of service and I'm not even talking about uh, sponsorship or anything like that I'm certainly not talking about going up to people who are drunk and saying hey <laughs> you <laughs> giving know giving him a big book or something yeah no 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 yeah. no no no, 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 no. Just, you know uh but for me it's like how do you how can i help people in everyday life and it doesn't have to be involved in in somebody's sobriety but
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know um whether it be helping somebody out at the in line at the grocery store or uh somebody needs your assistance or you know there was a woman one time and this old lady was trying to move this bicycle out of the road because she couldn't get by. And I was coming by and she was having a hell of a time. And so I was like, can I help you with that? And just get the bicycle out of the road and thank you. And she drove on and and mm-hmm. just do those little things that are going to help ease people's days. You know, And you said you said you're self-centered, I mean, or you were self-centered. Do you, do you feel like you still are?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. But I feel like mm-hmm. but it, it constantly it fluctuates now. Mm hmm it's not like uh, it's hard to describe i'm not as self-centered as i was but i'm still as self-centered as i was in some in some ways and others you know there are ways where i do things that are very self-serving and then afterwards look at them and go fuck man that was my motivator there now if something good came out of it well then bonus for them but i'm gonna have to sit down and think about like what was my motivation in doing that thing was it do you know what I'm saying? But then that brings mm-hmm. up the whole thing about altruism and whether or not we do things for other people to make them feel better or make ourselves feel better. But I can honestly say sometimes I do nice things because I know that I will get the dopamine hit for it or I'll feel like a good person. And yeah, they win, but is our, if my intentions aren't true, does that make the act untrue? You know,
1: <clears throat> I, I mean, I that's, know. A, that's a bigger uh, philosophy. philosophy yeah, I was right. going to say. And I, I think that when it comes to my recovery and and well i mean i i wanted to ask you do you think that that would your wife and your kids say that you're (laughs) self-centered
0: it depends on what it is but (laughs) yeah yes and no no i would think that you know there are things i do because they need to get done and i know that if they get done they're for the betterment of all of us that Mm -hmm. that are completely apart from what is in my best interests and then there are things that I do where I'll manipulate a situation so I can play video games more or something stupid like that. You know what I'm saying? But the, I think their perception of it is they're like, I know for sure my daughter doesn't think about like, oh, dad's just doing that because he wants to eat more chips than me or whatever. But, you know, I I know that they, yes, I think they would say that I am cool, that I'm not a self-centered asshole. Yeah, well, I think this is all internal stuff, to be honest with well, you.
1: The, and that's kind of my point is that we yeah. we often do it to ourselves in inside yes. of ourselves and that's
0: what it is, right? Yeah. Because no one's looking at you. No one and gives if, a shit.
1: You know, if somebody were to ask your wife, you know, in genuinely in confidence, like, is Jerry a good husband? I don't think that she would she would say anything but yes.
0: Yeah. You know, I think or is he a good yeah.
1: dad? She would say she probably, yes. You know, better,
0: god damn it.
1: <laughs> so it's and and back to the I the 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 question of philosophy. Mm-hmm. In sobriety, I don't think it really matters, man. I mean, as long as everybody wins.
0: Where? Um exactly. Exactly. And I,
1: I mean everybody because you can't you can't I mean, I can't go around manipulating people. And no. um and I'm I'm very good at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm very yeah. good at how do I word something? What is the end results? How do I yeah. make them feel good or special or If I'm like, so I really need to get Jerry to do this drawing for me, and I know he's going to say he doesn't want to. (laughs) And like, so how do I bring it up, and how do I bring it up kindly? And So I don't know if that's manipulation rather than just trying to – but I'm also trying to get an end result, and I want to make you feel good to get what I want. Um, I think
0: that's just – a good business acumen dude honestly is it getting me to do anything and being like hey this will benefit you and me being like not jaded about it is a, that's some fucking that's gymnastics insane. right there because i am i am resistant at fucking yeah, i spent a lot of time you
1: know? looking at the text message like what is that what,
0: what does I'm that sorry. mean and usually it's just me sitting there eating chips being like yeah john okay cool or, yeah okay fine yeah i got mm. it all right and then just go back to eating chips like, man, I should really be doing this shit.
1: But yeah, there's there's a genuine, I think, as far as not manipulating people into getting what you want and actually (laughs) just forgetting about yourself and helping somebody else. There before the grace of God go I. Is there somebody who needs your service, your help? And um, just doing that thing, um, for me... It's it's I won't say all the time, but it becomes more and more instinctual. Like, yeah. yeah what do yeah. I have? What do I have to do? What do I really have to do? How important is my life today that I can't mm-hmm. stop and help somebody? And it feels better. And it instantly, right. you know, I mean, if you think about it, it, it I mean, it there's tons of benefits. It instantly gets you out of your own head. Yeah, you're not thinking about your bills or your problems or your Mm -hmm. even if you're just listening to somebody else talk about their problems like, oh, okay, so I'm out of my head. They feel relief. They feel gratitude. Um, They feel uh, again. They'll the next time you may or may not need something, want something or be in Mm -hmm. some sort of distress. They're going to feel inclined to help you. So whether or not you should do something good just to do it. Yeah. You know, when I helped that lady with the bike, um that was like I don't know, months ago, and I didn't really I don't think I told anybody until just now and I was kind of just using it as an example. Yeah. But it felt really good. Like she was struggling and I was like, "Okay, yeah, I can get that. There's no there's absolutely no reason I got nothing else to do today that I yeah. can't stop and help this old woman cuz some fucking Little punk left his BMX in the alleyway.
0: Yeah, so little punk.
1: I think it's it's also it's just a way of looking at the world and looking at people and and instead of immediately, you know, I don't know about you, but I often will get angry very easily. I'm I'm quick to I'm quick to judgment. Still, that's yeah, not so Something. I yeah.
0: mm-hmm. absolutely I am i try i make a conscious effort to not verbalize that judgment yes it's it's all baby steps dude that's the thing about dealing with recovery and trying to learn a new way to live is it's all baby steps you can't you're not if if you're out there listening you think like you're going to have this huge sea change overnight like it's not it's not going to work like that you know just be patient Mm -hmm. it takes time sometimes it, it goes from saying it out loud to saying it less out loud, to saying it internally to saying it less internally to the point where you just don't even think about it. You're just like, oh, that person's going through some hard shit. That sucks for them. You know, mm-hmm. you know, what can I do to make them better? Or maybe I should just avoid them entirely. You know, like,
1: yeah, yeah. it's but it
0: takes time.
1: It does. It really, really does. And, um, you know, that idea of this epiphany and. There are some, it does happen every once in a while, yeah. but they talk about spiritual growth. Like, there's this, okay, so the, the idea of by there, by there but for the grace of God go I implies that our fate is in something bigger. Right, I was thinking right? about
0: this, right? Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: So it implies that, and whatever that is of your design, that's fine. So, you know, we use the word God a lot because, it's a place marker that we can all use and we all know what we're talking about, but I don't have the same conception of God that you do or that anybody else out there listening does. Mm -hmm. And some people may not at all. Um, but that idea that we're, we're giving it up to something else. Like I could have been a lot worse off. I could have been, I could have been in jail and I wasn't, and I should be grateful for that. Right. And um, there was grace given to me by something, whether it's the cosmos or luck or fate or right. a fucking big bear or an invisible man or woman in the sky. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I I just try to find ways for me to help other people. And I think that that's, that's one of the best ways that I can alleviate, you know... Any sort of I don't want to say stress is not the right word I guess anxiety around sobriety for me mm-hmm. um I don't know that I deal with the specifics of early sobriety anymore as far as itching for a drink or
0: the immediacy is gone mm-hmm right
1: I don't but when I when I talk to somebody who is when somebody's fresh or new or when somebody who I know is is you know wants to call me up and just calls me out of the blue. And I immediately, I don't ever like to answer the phone for people, for strangers, for whatever, you know? I mean, that's nobody does anymore, but this happened the other day and somebody called, they called me out of, out of the blue. And I was like, Oh, of course I'll answer. Absolutely. I'll answer. And it was great. And I listened to this person, um, a friend of ours. And she talked to me for like 45 minutes and was just super excited and was just, feeling great about it and mm-hmm. I was happy that I could be there and that I was the one that, you know, called her up or that yeah I was the one that she chose to call answered, up answered right yeah
0: mm-hmm. that's great the 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 god word <clears throat> is always I was thinking about this today too about this subject and and <clears throat> the the god word cuz it's such a it's a placeholder and sometimes I regret don't regret it but i i don't know if the resent's the right word either i just feel uncomfortable with it sometimes as a placeholder Mm -hmm. you know like sometimes i wish like within this program or whatever we're you know with this thing that we're using to help ourselves recover i wish they could have thought of a different word for it you know sometimes because in when i was drinking and yeah if you like if i called you fucking sobbing and bummed out because i am been fucked forever and you were like, yo, you got to fight God. I'd be like, all right, later, dude. Like, I don't need to be having this conversation with you anymore because you're fucking a weirdo, you know? But to me, it was a lot of surrender, that God thing. It was a lot of letting go. Uh, the uncertain. I like the uncertain better now. The uncertain bear or whatever it is. It's mm-hmm. just the uncertainty, right? So there before the grace of uncertainty, you know, and then the grace is just like the chance of uncertainty. But it's also thinking about like, common math like two and two is four like you never get this is I'm going down this weird path Mm-mm, please but you'll, you'll never get nothing before with two and two despite what the dude from uh, that that pimp movie says but um <laughs> do you know what i'm talking about he went crazy no. he was trying to prove that two and two was like five or some shit anyway that's another weird tangent you will always get the same result doing the same thing over and over again and uh you know you keep doing that same thing over and over again you get the same result and you see this other person doing that same thing you were doing getting that same result you're like fuck if i go back to doing that math that guy's doing i'm always going to get that same that same number four you know so if i kind of leave it up to the uncertain and kind of surrender all this shit instead of trying to keep fucking controlling it do you know what i mean mm-hmm. like eventually i'll find a better path that is like a weird roundabout way of saying just let it, let it go
1: let it go USA.
0: Like Elsa. Yeah. <laughs> like Frozen, man. You got Frozen that was, in it. But we've said this before, but That yeah.
1: was a uh that was a clue on uh, Jeopardy. You know they got Jeopardy on Netflix now. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, they do. I haven't watched it. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> You'll get
1: hooked. But yeah. Um, it's So, well, and were you were you raised religious at all? Was there any yeah. sort of Yeah. Well, were...
0: yes and no, but we were raised Roman Catholic, right? But it was that kind of Catholicism where my mom's Mexican and my dad's a italian dude who grew up an altar boy so like catholicism was just in our life as kids but it was less of a spiritual way of living and more of just like this is what we do Mm -hmm. my parents didn't find they um converted to episcopalianism after my father got sober you know because his sponsor was a episcopalian priest my dad had the same sponsor for like almost 30 years man those dudes are homies and um yeah, they, I mean, my father still attends church regularly. My mom goes with them because she likes the spirituality aspect of it. But I wouldn't say that. We didn't say grace before dinner. You know what I mean? Like, Christmas mm-hmm. was just when Santa Christmas. Claus came. Right. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, <laughs> I went to some midnight masses, and they were fucking crazy as fuck. But, but yeah, Easter was just the bunny. You know, there was none of this. We There was a lot of heavy Jesus talk around my home. Hmm. So we weren't very religious. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Me yeah. neither. It was not anything that was sort of instilled, and I... I um I I I asked that because you know we 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 have these we both had a very strong aversion toward God right. and I feel like for me some of that came from <clears throat> the shitty childhood so yeah. <clears throat> excuse me and so when when the shitty childhood comes up and when when adults that you trust treat you horribly yeah. You know, and then when you start to you you develop this concept of God, and you develop this this concept of what might be uh, a higher power and an afterlife, and all the other weirdness that comes with that, you start to go, well, if there's if there is a God, why would He let this happen? Why would yeah. this be? You know, why yeah. why do you do you know what do you know what happened to me today? Um, why would that, why would that be allowed to exist? So there can't be one. And so, and if there is one, then he hates me. And so then you start getting this internal monologue. I get this. I had this in my head for years about either it does. He doesn't exist or he hates me or both somehow. And fuck that. And I'm not going to believe in that. And, um, going into, you know, getting sober, I was like, I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't know what you want me to do, but right, there's, yeah. there's nothing there. Um, and that has changed in that I, at least there's a presence, right? There's a feeling, there's I um, I don't have a name for it, but things, coincidences, what's the quote about coincidences that they, I don't know, but some things are just not coincidences. There's too many of them. right, yeah. Too many of them happen in a row, and little by little, baby steps. That idea of just cracking that door open a little bit, just a little bit, and right. you know, like somebody said, are you willing to believe, or do you believe? No. Are you willing to believe? Yes. I would love to. I've yeah, probably... Get me out of this hole. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Why not, so... dude? Yeah. Um. So I think that in that sort of that. Uh, there but by the grace of God go I. Um, I'm able to look at somebody else and say that this thing that I've given myself up to, this feeling, this presence, this bigger than me, whether mm-hmm. that, whatever that is, however you want to picture that, um, is able to save me or to, to allow me to give me the tools to do the work myself then, I mean, I could have easily been somewhere else. And so I guess I, I guess I believe in God now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I guess you. so.
1: I think so. <laughs> I mean, it's when I look at all the, the gifts that, you know, that, that come around, there's another yeah. G word for next time. Um, season three. Gifts. Season, do you know what I mean? Like, what are, yeah, what are my other I options? I did it yeah. myself. That doesn't feel. Yeah,
0: right. And I remember people telling me that too. Like, what do you, man? This is all you and your willpower. And I'm like, we're past fucking willpower, dude. Like, <laughs> but I would, I'd like to say though, like, mm-hmm. I came into recovery as a hardcore agnostic, a hardcore atheist. Like, I was like, there is nothing out there. And you know, in almost four, over four and a half years now, I would say I'm a hardcore agnostic. You know what I mean? I don't have evidence either way. I have evidence of some things, but I don't have enough evidence of anything i always i believe in the power like i said of the power of the uncertain i have like so for me it's not faith in god it's more like i am a believer in the uncertain and if the uncertain decides that this is it then this is it you know i mean Mm -hmm. i guess that's maybe my fancy word for it yeah so yeah i think on my end i'm more agnostic than a true like a, a believer but then shit happens and i'm like whoa that's fucking hanky you know like you're talking about the coincidences i'm like well, that's a little too much man i mean mm-hmm. i used to be scared of ghosts how the fuck am i not gonna be like <laughs> i ain't got no higher i ain't got no higher power yeah. but then if i hear something in my house in the middle of the night like i'm not gonna get you know goosebumps i'm gonna think ghost before i think intruder
1: <laughs> are you still scared of ghosts
0: sometimes man they're scary as fuck dude
1: yeah I don't know. No, I I
0: mean, yes and no. No, see, this is a G for ghosts, right? (laughs) But yeah, this is like one of those other things where like, I was totally raising my mom, be like, there's ghosts, be careful. Be careful! There's ghosts. The, get did she give ass. you any yeah.
1: like other information? Just be careful. Just run. Don't do
0: this. Don't do dumb shit. <laughs> don't ghosts will come get you. You know shit like that. If, we I grew up with cucuy's and la Llorona's and shit. So there's always a supernatural entity that wanted my ass so for wait, some reason.
1: Uh, can you explain for our listeners what cucuy's? Oh and, right, the uh, uh,
0: cucuy is like a Mexican boogeyman. He's not. He doesn't really look like anything. He isn't really anything in particular. He's not like a scarecrow or. a a ghost or a, he's just a boogeyman in general. Like, don't touch that. The Kukui going to come and get you. And then what does he do? well And I'd be like, well, what is he going to do when he gets me? And they're like, kill your fucking ass, stupid. Like you're going to die. And then you'll be a ghost and hang out with the Kukui. Right. And then La Llorona is the Mexican folklore story. You should look it up on Wikipedia. It's scary as hell, but it's basically a woman who stands in the river crying in like riverbeds and arroyos. Cause she threw her kids mm-hmm. in the river and drowned him. And ba- the story is basically like don't play in the in the wash don't play in the arroyo because the flash flood will drown your ass but kids are dumb they don't have that concept but they're afraid of ghosts so if you're like don't go near the river a ghost will get your ass if you're like alright I'm not going in the river but for me yeah it was I, I it's tons of contradictions in my life I think there's tons of contradictions in everybody's lives you mm-hmm. know? so for me I'm like okay supernatural shit might exist but then what am I gonna say here and be like I don't believe in fucking god you know like but ghosts.
1: <laughs> so what you're saying is, is your belief in ghosts perhaps maybe helped open, crack the door to God a little in bit. In some
0: sense. Well, right now I just had this breakthrough right okay. now on this podcast. Yeah. It wasn't like something I did some step work and went, Oh shit. That's it. Like it just happened right now. Well, no, that's
1: yeah. why I, that's why I really love, I mean, Jerry and I do, you know, minutes of exhaustive research for, Yes, Every show, exactly. but no, but yeah. the, the whole point is that I, I love having these conversations with you where it's like, why are we talking about ghosts, the ghosts? and the <laughs> right, Yeah. Ghosts, your, 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 your superstition from childhood, you know, opens up the idea of that there right. might be a God. Like I'm afraid um,
0: to swim at night, but I'm really resilient to just letting my problems go mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and having some thing take care of them.
1: Yeah, my I think yeah. mine's mostly it's all the wildlife around here where I live. And and yeah, I mean, I don't I don't like to watch scary movies at night and creep myself out or anything. But um, there's just always like I hear cats and the fucking deer and yeah. owls. And um, <laughs> oh, and I I don't know what this means. And if anybody out there listening knows can help me figure this out, like about animal totems. And I kind of believe in that, that the spirit of the forest and stuff seems yeah. to it makes sense to me. it mm-hmm. I feel it. So the other night I was at work and it was a long night at work and it wasn't, you know, I was waiting tables and 10 and bar and it wasn't a great night and it was pretty slow and I just wasn't feeling it and I was just tired and I was driving home and I drive through the country in the dark um, and it's about like a 25-minute drive, 30-minute drive and um, I'm driving this windy little road and I could have taken the other road but I didn't and from the bushes from the darkness jumps out this skunk and I had no time to to react I had no time to turn the wheel nothing it was just there I saw it and I kind of froze and then it was like I think I had time to think do I put it under the wheel or do I let it go do I try to get it under the car right and in that thought it just already went under the wheel and I and I, I saw this little face and then I ran him over and it was awful. So and I was uh, feeling super sad about it, right? Because yeah. I don't want to kill a skunk. I mean I know they're stinky. Nah, but it was just like that pop pop. It was just felt like a pop, you know, underneath right. the tire. And it was so And then it's a skunk. And I had to drive another thirty minutes with the smell like it had just and it On your tires. On my and... tires, yeah. And it was uh-huh. So I don't know. I had and the other night, I this owl flew in front of the car too. So there's I've been wildlife. Nighttime wildlife has been mm. in my so purview.
0: All you spiritualists hit Johnny up here. This is how <laughs> this is how a Netflix horror movie starts. The beginning of the Netflix horror movie is two guys on a podcast because it's 2019 leads into a story about you running over fucking animals, and then mm-hmm. the next thing you know, like.
1: Ghosts of the Forest, Spirits of the Forest.
0: Spirits of the Forest. It'll be a big deer-headed sausage monster or something. Mm -hmm. Who knows?
1: But, so I looked up skunk totems and are like what they mean, kind of. Um, And one of the things is like walking, what did uh, my girlfriend said? Like, I want to walk into the room like a skunk. And like, you think, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone laughs and says, oh, it's stinky. But when a skunk leaves the room, everybody knows that it's been there. So kind of like your energy radiates, you know, rather than the funk. Yeah. You know, it's like this idea that you leave this powerful energy wherever you go. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. I don't know what it means that I ran it over. Ran but it over, yeah. It was just a heavy moment, man. It yeah. was a very well, heavy moment.
0: You could have just run over an animal, too, that wasn't paying it attention.
1: It's I, Yeah, there was just no time. I didn't... I Like, I thought... Tire under car, and then at that point it was already too late, and it was just well, like that.
0: I think everybody was sad all around. That yeah. skunk probably be reincarnated as a badger or something. Then. Yeah.
1: Well, I hope yeah. so. I really do. Yeah. I don't really. Yeah. I don't. I don't do well with those kinds of. You know.
0: It's a life force. They'll go out and turn yeah. into a bunch of bees or something. Uh, it
1: took two days for that life force to leave my car. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Poor. <laughs>
0: Fucking stinky but, animal. but you know, could yeah. you
1: imagine if I had um if I had not been sober or if I had been drinking and driving and if I had decided to make a different turn or to drive off the road or into the fucking trees or whatever. Yeah. You know, there's mm-hmm. any number of things I could have made a horrible, slow and very bad decision behind the wheel. Yeah. So I'm mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm very grateful that everything went the way that it went i guess all things considered um right but yeah uh i just i feel like having that empathy what's the other word uh service um and just reaching out to people and 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 trying to to think of to just to think of others right and yeah. to not judge Right, I think is probably... Well,
0: judging's not going to help you anyway. You're just building resentments. And what do we do with resentments, man? We drink on them. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we want to break it down to brass tacks, the best way to fuel a fucking drunk is to have a bunch of resentment. And if you're judging, you're basically building resentments. It just makes you feel shitty, too. I feel shitty now when I think bad things about people. Uh, And it's, again, it's it's kind of... I don't feel power anymore. It doesn't feel powerful at all anymore. It feels like, garbage like yeah
1: it doesn't it doesn't feel powerful and I and even with you know when we talked about TV shows and the media and the comedy that I used to find really funny Mm -hmm. I don't know if this has changed for you at all but sometimes I I listen to stuff and I'm like that just sounds kind of mean I mean I still like I still like being sarcastic and I still like to crack jokes on people and whatever but it just it's sort of shifted the my idea of what is just what is funny I don't right
0: know. yeah no i'm there with you
1: not yeah. everything but there's just like certain things I, I watch and i'm like yeah it doesn't really it doesn't resonate to me i'm more interested in like it's gonna sound corny but being like uplifted and inspired you know i think that was one of the things that night when i was driving home i was like fuck this job does not inspire me i want to be inspired when's the last time you were inspired john and it's like fuck it hasn't it's been a minute so mm-hmm. i don't know
0: and was, then you kill the skunk
1: and then i killed the skunk it was just a, <laughs> it was a rough night man it was a rough night but um and then that skunk there but for the grace of god go i you know i have yeah. to i have to be careful um look where you're going yeah that kind of look where
0: you're going out there people um watch out for them skunks watch
1: out for them skunks and them drunks <laughs> yes thanks again for listening our music as always is by Neglect you can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com
0: and you can find us on all social media platforms that matter Instagram, Facebook and Twitter and you can reach us at alcoholic at gmail.com Talk to you later. Yeah.